Welcome to Experiencing Christ with Pastor Dennis Matovu. Freedom Experience is a teaching ministry of the Word that is driven by the purpose that believers may subjectively realize the full knowledge of the truth according to 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 4. Experiencing God in the incarnated Word, which is Christ to be life and light to man with grace and reality for man's enjoyment. And now, open wide your spirit to receive this great teaching which is going to empower you to begin experiencing Christ as your life. This is Pastor Dennis Matovu, worth hearing. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. <laughs> freedom reigns in this place. Shout Experience, experience in Christ. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everywhere. We love you, we will love you so much. We pray for you. Thanks for tuning in once again on this wonderful program, Experiencing Christ Daily. We worship the Lord for this opportunity. He avails us, Lord Almighty. We thank you. For this wonderful people that always tune in in our on, on in our programs on freedom experience where you experience christ as your life light grace and reality for your enjoyment once again i want to prepare you to uh to take you into the word of god this is freedom experience where we experience christ and this is our program called experiencing christ daily and uh, this is episode 17 we are carrying on by the grace of god we have a lot to share in the Word of God. We have a lot to discover with you. We pray that the Lord may open our eyes, give us more grace that may uh, uh, be able to, to, to minister this that God has given us. Uh, and uh, we pray also that you also continue to follow, share, and you make sure that you invite your friends and your fellow Christians to come to this awareness of the Word of life. I want to remind you that Christ has given us this wisdom in the word he has revealed this wisdom and spiritual understanding of the scriptures so that we may uh, do the work of dispensation to become faithful stewards unto the riches of god the bible says we have been called to preach the unsearchable riches of christ and this is what we do this is our ministry to dispense christ unto all believers so that they come to the full knowledge of the truth. This is Pastor Dennis Matov Other from Kampala, Uganda. Freedom Experience Ministry. We love you. Visit us on our website, freedomexperienceministry.org. Get the best of it in Jesus' mighty name. Follow us on Facebook, Freedom Experience Ministry. And always bring in your brethren in Jesus' mighty name. Right now, let us go in the word of God. We have a lot to share today. And we have a new uh, teaching uh, a continuation, but it's a new, again, um, flow of message in Colossians. We are in this book and we are, are digging out some important things concerning Christ. And um, we have seen several things so far. Simply in one chapter, we have discovered a lot of things. Over 17 to 17 episodes so far, we are digging out uh, Colossians chapter 1. And, uh, and we, we, we are enjoying it in Jesus' mighty name. Now we are reading Colossians 1, 24 to 26. The Bible says that, Who now rejoice in... I says, uh, this is Paul. He says that, um, Who now rejoice in my sufferings for you and fill up that which is behind of the afflictions of Christ in my flesh of his body's sake which is the church wherefore i am made a minister according to the dispensation of god which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of god this is paul and verse 26 says that even the mystery which has been hid from ages and from generations but now is made manifest to the saints the mystery has been made manifest to the his saints the bible says and we are about to know which mystery is that. But the Bible says so far that this mystery which was 
once hidden and which was uh, not kept from the ages uh, uh, it is now made manifest to the saints and today this is our portion for us where we are going to uh, enjoy Christ from you see now in verses 25 you have seen Paul saying that he became a minister according to the stewardship of God so today's message is about the stewardship of God and this is episode 17 the stewardship of God so we see that for the sake of the full expression of God there is need of the stewardship of God now that if we want to express God to other people dispense him to other people then we need the stewardship of God we need the stewards and we need the stewardship of God so it is important for us to understand actually the meaning of stewardship now all along people know about the word stewardship and they relate it with discipleship they relate it with being faithful with the money being faithful with the people God has given you being faithful with the uh, the things they have told you to take authority of being a faithful leader so that has been another aspect and uh, another viewpoint of this word but I want to show you the word stewardship from God's point of view from the heavenly view when the Bible talks about us being the stewardship of God what does that mean now because we know that uh, the, the translation from uh, to, to, to English the Bible comes from Greek. We always go back to some words to find them in the Greek translation. And when we check from the Greek, uh, we see the word rendered stewardship, meaning oikonomia. Oikonomia, that is O-I-K-O-N-O-M-I-A, oikonomia. Now, this is the same word rendered dispensation still, because it is also indicated in the Bible in King James dispensation. And, and some other translations like for example in Ephesians um, uh, in Ephesians 1 10 and, and Ephesians 3 9 let me try to read for you there now you see that the word oikonomia which is stewardship which is also called the dispensation uh, Ephesians says in 1 10 uh, it says that that in the dispensation of the fullness of time he might gather together in all in, in one all things in Christ both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him. So uh, when we come to chapter 3, verse 9, the Bible says that, And to make all men see what is the dispensation. Now, uh, King James calls it what is the fellowship. But uh, the translation, the revised version calls it the dispensation of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world has been hid in God. Uh, who created all things by Jesus Christ. Now we see that uh, the Bible talks about the word dispensation uh, mostly in the episodes of Paul, in Ephesians and Colossians. So now uh, we, uh, it also appears in Ephesians 3 verse 2 uh, the word dispensation because we have got to understand these three words before we go on uh, in today's message. Philippians, Ephesians chapter 3 verse 2 he says that um, if you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given me to you, word. Now, Paul says here he had received a dispensation. Now, when, when you hear Paul is talking of the dispensation, uh, the way he states it, it is different from this dispensation, which is called the dispensation of times, seasons. No, this is not what we are talking about. We will not talk about the dispensation of ages, like the dispensation of the law, the, the dispensation of the patriarch, the dispensation of grace, the dispensation of, 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 of the kingdom. No, that's not, what, that's not what we are talking about. We are talking about a ministry here. We are talking about something that Paul received as a stewardship. So Paul here speaks of the stewardship of the grace which he had been given which was given to him as a ministry. So, according to uh, the ancient usage, uh, usage of the word oikonomia that we have uh, gotten from Greek, which comes uh, into English to become economy, uh, it, it, we see that the word oikonomia in the ancient uh, people, when they use this word uh, in the Bible and in the ancient world, uh, the way history, the word always meant uh, stewardship, it also meant a dispensation or an administration. 
So, at the time of Paul, according to how he has stated it in his verses, in those days, in the days of Paul, many rich families had stewards whose responsibility was to distribute food and other supplies to members of the household. In other words, their duty was to uh, give out things, in, in, to dispense things. Now, the, the best re, uh, illustration of a dispensation is uh, if you come across of the, the dispenser in the offices, uh, in this modern, today in the offices you find the, the, the machine called dispenser, whereby it has got a bottle of water and two taps, one is hot and one is cold. Whoever wants water will just put their water and as, as he, uh, he opens the tap, the, 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 the dispenser will dispense the water that it has. And once the water is there, the bottle is changed to put a new bottle. So the work of that dispenser is to receive water and dispense water. Receive water and give water to whoever wants. Whether he wants or hot or cold, the dispenser uh, machine will always dispense whatever you want uh, as far as it has it. So. If it has the hot water, it will give you. If it has the cold water, it will give you. If it has water, it will give you water. So that is an example of a dispenser. So, and that is dispens dispensation is all about. So um, we continue to see that it is called a stewardship. It is called a dispensation. It is called an administration. And in times of Paul, there were many uh, families that are rich, royal families, rich families that had stewards today you can talk of stewards these days uh, uh, the waitresses we we see on the airplanes on the, in the planes they are called stewards and uh, th this is a new a newly rendered word because all the time they've been called uh, waitresses but they are called stewards and uh, their responsibility is to take care of anybody who is on the plane dispensing him food and any necessary thing that he will require while uh, is uh, in transit. So you see that uh, this word works with uh, res the responsibility to distribute to distribute food, all other supplies to members to to the household. You get it. So even our Father in heaven uh, has has a great me a great family. We are His family, and uh, we we are the divine household of God. So as many as we are, he requires some dispensers. He requires some stewards because our father has such a vast and riches. His rich is all-inclusive. His son is all-inclusive. He has everything we need for life and godliness, everything pertaining to life and godliness. He has got divine riches. Then there is a need in his household or, or for many stewards to dispense these riches to his children. That's why uh, God is looking for people. You see, when we get saved, many people think that we are getting saved and then we, 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 we have eternal security that we shall go to heaven. Then we begin to pray to God to bless our business, to bless our marriages, to give us visa to travel and to live a, a healthy and protected life so that he fights our, our enemy, the devil. People think so. Their thinking is so superficial. They don't know that the reason as why he saves them, it is for ministry. He's calling for, for he's saving them for ministry purpose, ministry purposes. So, the, the, this is why he is looking for stewards even today. He is looking for dispensers. He's, he's looking for administrators. He's looking for uh, people that are going to serve in his household, which is the church. <coughs> which is the church. So you see that uh, in his household is looking for us uh, that, uh, that he has saved to become stewards and uh, to become dispensers so that we dispense the riches that the father has to his children, meaning those that are in church, old and new, new converts and old converts. We keep on dispensing and this is the dispensing of the stewardship. And this is what we have come to talk about. I believe I've given you a, a, a clear background for you to understand this word and how we use it in the Bible, in the church. Hallelujah. So uh, a stewardship is a dispensation. That's what we have seen. A stewardship is a dispensation. It is 
a ministry. The word dispensation here denotes uh, does not denote an age like as I told you that we are talking about the age of grace, the age of the law. No, we are meaning uh, the stewardship by the way God uh, the way God sees it and uh, uh, God refers it to it refers to God's dispensing of his riches into his chosen ones. And that is a work. That is a ministry. And this dispensation is the stewardship we are talking about with the dispensing ministry of ministers of God. In other words, when we talk about stewardship of God, we are talking about people who, are dispens- who have got a dispensing ministry, a giving out ministry, a ministering ministry, um, a powering out ministry. These are ministers of God that are giving out something to others for their enjoyment, for their experience. So this ministry of dispensing is also what we have seen is called God's administration. Now, for your information, God is an organized king and lord of lords. He is an administrator that has got a work. He has an administration and there is a way of the way, a way of doing things in his kingdom. In his kingdom, there is a proper way, a proper order, and proper people to carry out. He, is, he has got many administrators, and he has many leaders of departments in his kingdom, and these are all working in his administration, in his economy. So, today, God administrates, administrates um he administrates by dispensing himself into us. That's how, how he administrates himself today. The other time he could pass through several things so that we come to, uh, to have an awareness of his existence and what he wants us to do. But in the New Testament grace, uh, dispensation of grace, we see that he is administrating himself by dispensing himself into us. And this is now able to be are done because the process has been completed. In the Old Testament, he couldn't dispense himself. That's why he could. He kept on telling them to eat from, uh, to, eat, to eat manna from heaven, to drink water from the rock. To he, he could use types and showing to them that I am preparing a clear way for me to come into you, for me to dispense myself into you. In other words, the people of the Old Testament could not get this ministry. They could not understand what God was all about when he was doing certain things to them, when he was using prophets to do for them miracles and to, to, to do miraculous signs in those days, including uh, Elisha's making of food and getting rid of famine. They couldn't understand when Moses was uh, hitting the rock to give them water, when he was praying to God to give them food or meat, they couldn't grasp the meaning. But now we are able to see what God was all about in the Old Testament. Because we will ask ourselves questions. Why God could write all about 39 books in the Old Testament only to give us a clear picture of one person who is Jesus Christ? You see, he wanted to show us that the, the, I have something to do in you, but uh, according to this old uh, dispensation of the law, it is impossible for me until there is someone who's going to be a mediator whereby I can have a clear channel whereby I can uh, enter into you. Now, thank God, Jesus has come. He has gone through incarnation. He has been in our state. He is now related to the creation. He is now part of the creation. He is the creator and the creation and the creature. The, the process is now uh, complete because from incarnation, he was once a spirit. He came to become a, a physical uh, in incarnation, then he went through the process of crucifixion so that he clears some barriers of sin and, and Satan and, and other stuff. Then he, uh, he now goes through burial so that the process comes out to give many, many brothers in resurrection. Now the seed which was buried has multiplied to many brothers. Then what happens? God then freely and freely begins the ministry of administrating himself dispensing himself and powering himself into us as a ministry. Thank God for this. Now today, I want to tell you that God administrates himself by dispensing himself into us. 
there is nothing else that God is up to. God is up to one thing. Every day wants us to eat him. Every day wants us to consume him. Every day wants to enter our life. He wants to change us so that we become like his son Jesus Christ. And this stewardship, this dispensation, this administration is what we call God's economy. God is divine plan. God is oikonomia. God is uh, uh, it is a, a long term purpose. He purposed it some time back in eternity in, in, in eternity past. He had a purpose of coming into us. That's why he created us in his image. Remember, if you are in the image of a person, then that person is supposed to at one time to appear. Just like you see the glove, the pair of gloves that we put on our hands, surgeon gloves, uh, they are in the image of the hand. Meaning that as they are making them to be in the form of the hand, they are made for one purpose. So that at a particular time, one day, these surgeon gloves will will be weared by someone and the physical hand will enter into those gloves so however much they are kept they are in the sheriff they are in the in the shop or in the hospital they are existing for one reason they are in the image of the hand and one day they are supposed to possess the hand one day the hand is supposed is going to dispense itself into the gloves so likewise us, when the Bible says in Genesis that let us create man in our image and in our likeness that they may have dominion, authority and power on earth, then one time he was, he had a desire of coming into us. That's why the devil saw that. And when he saw that, he said, okay, I'll go and corrupt man so that you are not able to enter where sin is. And because God is so all wise, is he has got manifold wisdom, he said, no problem. However much you have sabotaged my plan of entering into man, I will, I will use option B. I will display more of my wisdom. I'm going to come down and become man so that I'm able to die for the man and bring him back in his full, uh, perfect place where I'm able to enter him. That's why Christ came. But in the beginning, we see that in Genesis, God was dispensing himself into Adam in form of eating. That's why he creates him and gives him one commandment. He not given him many commandments that don't steal, love your wife. He, he never gave him any commandment concerning how to love Eve. No, because he discovered that once I, once Adam is eating from the tree of life, he's eating from me and he'll know how to handle things. I don't need to give him any more, any commandment, any do's and don'ts, any regulations, any ordinances, no doctrine, no principles, no teachings, because the only work was to do one thing, eat from the tree of life. So the devil, that's when he came in to uh, disorganize that. But in the Old Testament, we, we are all eating God in the form of food. And uh, we are created and given one commandment. Not, not, we are not given a, a command not to steal, not to fornicate, not to, to, to commit adultery. No, those were unnecessary. The only command was one, eat from the tree of life. Eat right, don't eat wrong. And the devil came and said, okay, I'll introduce you another tree whereby you are going to eat so that you get knowledge of good and evil. So that's how the devil disorganized God's plan. But all along, God's desire was, I want the image one time to receive the reality. And thank God, in the New Testament, we are now able to receive Jesus, our reality, and we are enjoying him. So I'm talking about today the dispensation, the ministry of stewardship, the stewardship of God. You see, so... And this is what we call the economy of God, his long-term economy, his divine purpose. So in the New Testament, economy of God, uh, uh, in the New Testament, we say that the economy of God is, uh, there is a need for stewardship. Because in the New Testament, it is also the new plan of God, the new economy, the New Testament economy. And this economy of God in the New Testament, his administration in the New Testament requires stewards, requires stewardship. We need the work of stewardship, stewardship of God. We are looking for stewards. We are looking for dispensers, administrators of God. And we have pointed out that stewardship refers to a dispensation of wealth, of, of food, of supplies, anything that is necessary in a royal or any upper class family. 
thank God we are part of God's family. We are a royal family. We are priests and, and, and kings. We are in the royal family and we need stewardship. We need dispensers to dispense the wealth of God, the riches of God. Hallelujah. So, and this is why as Freedom Experience, we endeavor to do this work to see that we show you the vision of Christ, what he expects of us. Amen. Amen. So, this is what we are talking about. He wants us to become stewards. God's royal family is rich in Christ. There is everything that is required for us. Christ has all the riches of the Father. And we are in the royal family. We have been brought in. The church is now the family of God. God is now able to reach us through Jesus Christ. And he has put all riches in Christ. Remember, let me read you for you uh, Ephesians 1 verse 3. The Bible talks about uh, the riches. It says that grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 3. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Now, there are some blessings that are in Christ. There are some spiritual blessings and riches in Christ. But they, they are in heavenly places. And we are here on earth. Objective. We are not yet in heaven physically or in an objective way. We are still here on earth. But how are we going to contact the riches that are in Christ to be used by us that are on earth? Then that's when we need the ministry of stewardship and dispensation. So our task today is we have discovered God's family, royal family is rich in Christ. As long as Christ is in the family, the family is rich. Now, we have seen that according to the episodes, the episode of Colossians, for example, the book we are, which we are uh, looking into, we see that God's family is especially rich uh, in Christ. The most expensive thing we have in the family is what we call the all-inclusive Christ, the preeminent one, the firstborn of the dead and the firstborn of all cre the, uh, of creation. So we see that as the one who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, the firstborn from among the dead is within us, is with the family as number one uh, wealth that we have received. So the riches of such a Christ who is the first, who is all-inclusive, who is the last, who is the Alpha and the Omega, who is God and the creature, then who is the full expression of the triune God is needed for us. We need to be, it, that those riches are needed to be dispensed into the members of God's family. So, and there is a, a need for dispensers, a need for stewards. So that is the work. And this service of dispensing, uh, which we have seen in verse 25 of Colossians chapter 1, is what we call stewardship the stewardship of God. And this is the work of the Apostle Paul. This was the work he was doing. He was not doing anything else. Whenever he could go to minister, he could tell the people, I have not come to, 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 to know anything from you. When I came to you, I didn't want to know anything else other than Christ. He was preaching Christ. He wanted to display this Christ, to dispense this Christ that he had received by revelation and by, by the the, the wisdom that God had given him. So it is also, this, this, this should also be our work today. This should be our work. Just as Paul was doing the work of dispensing Christ into the people, he was a steward, a stewardship of, uh, of God. Praise the Lord. So even today, this is our work as believers, as ministers of God, as children of God. So we see that not many ministers today um, all workers in today's Christianity carry out this stewardship of God. People don't care whether they are supposed to dispense Christ into people. People are caring about getting gifts, getting talents, getting special powers so that they help people heal their diseases. They help people cure them. They help them to tell them their future. They help them to show them the right path to take. But I'll tell you, there is a, a more ministry for us to do. Those things are supposed to end up dispensing Christ into believers. 
Because after all things is done, the Bible says gifts shall perish, they shall end. But there's some things that don't end, like the life of Christ. If people don't have that life in them, if they don't have the light in them, if they don't have grace in them, if they don't have reality of Christ in them, then we have not helped them with our gifts and our powers. So we see that the New Testament ministers today, the Christian workers today, they are not carrying out the stewardship of God. I call it the stewardship of God to differentiate it from the stewardship you study in discipleship, the stewardship you study uh, in any other aspect. Because the other stewardship you study, when you talk about, we are going to talk about stewardship. People now begin to think of how they are supposed to be faithful in money, faithful in leading, faithful in taking responsibility in other people's things. But I'm talking about the stewardship of God. I've added the word of God because I'm talking about stewardship in the viewpoint of God. So, this means that no, not many are actually dispensing the riches of Christ even when they are ministering into the members of God's royal family. We have gotten the calling, we are ministers, we are preachers, we are teachers, we are apostles, prophets, evangelists, teachers, and we have got a ministry, we have got offices, and our work is to dispense Christ and his riches into members. By using special gifts and talents, we are supposed to dispense Christ and Christ's riches into the body of Christ. Hallelujah. So this stewardship is the ministry of the New Testament. I told you uh, that the ministry, the New Testament, has, we have received one ministry. We have only one ministry. No matter how many churches we have and how many pastors, how many ministers, but we have one ministry. God cannot give us ten ministries. We have one ministry. And the ministry is simply dispensing Christ, the all-inclusive Christ, and his riches, and such riches, into his body, into his family, the church. That is our work. That's why we have gifts. That's why we have powers. That, that's why we do express. That's why we have all special, special gifts in the church. So, this is what we call stewardship. This is the ministry in the New Testament. The New Testament ministry is the dispensing of the unsearchable riches of the all-inclusive Christ into the members of God's family. And if you check yourself and you're not doing this, even when you are, even, even if you are a singer, you are supposed to be dispensing Christ. Even if you are an usher, even if you are any department in the church, the end result is supposed to be you are supposed to be a dispenser of Christ and the riches of Christ. So, we have seen Apostle Paul in the Bible here. He dispensed the riches of Christ in the saints everywhere. Whatever he could speak, he could speak and he could end up showing them that Christ is all things. Christ is in all and all. So, this is what we are doing in our ministry even today. This is why we bring you such messages. This is why we come to several platforms so that we show you that there is a work to do a work we have not even tackled and the Lord is giving us this vision so that we get to know why we possess certain powers, why we possess certain gifts. He wants us to dispense Christ. He wants us to dispense the unsearchable riches. We are stewards in the royal family to dispense Christ. We are to carry out the ministry of stewardship. Hallelujah. So the stewardship of God is according to the economy of God. You, if you, there is no economy of God, if there is no a proper administration, you see the word economy comes from economia, which is I, oikos means house, then nomia means management, household management. That's where the word economy comes from. So economy of God is household management. In the management of God, in the house of God, there is several things to be managed. He has prepared some things and he needs stewards. And stewardship as a ministry to go on in church, there is also a need for us to know that there is an economy, there is a plan. We are not to serve what we have not received from the Father. We are not to give what we have not received from the household. You don't give which is outside God's house. Everything that the body of Christ needs has been put in Christ in the house of God. So we are to minister things that are in the economy of God, in the administration of God, 
in the plan of God. And this this is what I mean. With God, it is a matter of economy. For him, he has got an administration. He has a plan. He has a, a management. He has some things. He has some riches. But to us, it is all about being stewardship. Meaning that for him, he is going to care for the economy. He has positioned the economy. He has an economy. But for us, his demand has to be faithful stewards. To become stewards. And the work of stewardship is supposed to be our matter. So, all the saints, no matter how insignificant you are, no matter how weak you are, no matter you don't have any gift as you say, no matter you don't do anything, all saints in the body of Christ, they have a ministry according to God's economy, according to God's plan. God purpose that you do something. I'll give you one scripture in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. The Bible says that for we are his workmanship. Another translation calls it we are his masterpiece. It says we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus and two good works. It says which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. In other words, before you were even created, God your creator purposed that according to his plan, according to his economy, you are to participate by doing a certain work, a good work that we are called to do. So you exist on earth, you are born again for a purpose. Not just to sit in the chairs, waiting on Sunday, give your money and go. There is a work to do. If you come closer to the life of the word, if you come closer to such teachings like this one, you begin to see that is waiting for you. You have not done that which you are called to do. We serve God according to his economy, not according to our desires. We minister not because we have got the opportunity or we have the ability, we have the money, we have the way to minister, but we minister basing on what we have received from the heavenly, from the heavenly uh, Father, from the plan. And our prayer is, Oh Lord, help us to serve you. Let us know your purpose as to why you exist. Let us serve you according to your plan, according to your divine economy. That which you have ordained me to do, give me the grace to do it. Then you will be ministering from whatever you were ordained to do. Hallelujah. So we have got a ministry, each one of us, no matter how small you are. And it means that every saint can dispense the riches of Christ into others in any way, in any form. So don't despise yourself. Don't say that I don't have anything. Don't despise yourself that it seems this is not for me. This is for pastor. This is for prophet. This is for apostle. This is for teacher, evangelist. This is for every saint in the body of Christ. You are a dispenser. You are a steward. You are supposed to carry out stewardship of God. The stewardship of God. So the desire of God's heart is for us, you and me, to dispense himself, to dispense him, in two people because the desire of God is for him to see that he dispenses himself into man God has a desire God has a desire a, 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 a will he has a purpose his desire is for him to dispense himself into us that means he requires some people to help him carry out his desire and this is the central point of the whole Bible I've showed you from Genesis you will ask a question. Most people think that God created man so that man might worship him. That is not. That is part of the major reason as to why he creates man. He has a plan. He has a plan because when you talk about worshiping, he has also angels that can worship him. He has other creation that can worship him. But only for the purpose of dispensation. Only for the purpose of, of God powering himself into us. That's why we are created in his image. We are gloves that are empty, that need the hand to come and enter into us so that we, we, we serve the purpose as to why we exist. Meaning that if I don't possess Christ, if I don't possess God, and I die without possessing God, I've died a miserable person. A person who has failed to accomplish the reason as why I was created in the image of the maker. So the whole Bible has got one central point. God's desire, God's heart's desire 
is to dispense himself into man. But in the Old Testament, remember, it was not possible. Why? Because in the Old Testament, we see that um, there was uh, a barrier that was brought by sin. But before God was able to dispense through himself to Adam by in the form of eating, the more Adam could eat from the tree of life, he was eating from God because God is life. He was eating from God. He was eating from God. That's why he was not getting old. That's why, that's why he had all the wisdom of naming all the animals. He was so wise and so powerful. So when sin came in, it blocked the barrier because the devil does not want us to eat God, to become like him. He doesn't want God to enter into man because he cannot enter into angels. So we see that the Bible has got only one central point and this is what we call God's divine economy. And his economy is to carry out the dispensing of himself into man. He has longed to do this from Genesis and is longing to do it even today. That's why he could give them manna from heaven so that they eat heavenly food. That's why he could give them several things that I type that's so that when Christ comes in reality, he tells us, eat my flesh, eat, drink my blood. And people were running crazy. He's saying, who is this man? He wants us to eat him. But that is the desire and the will of God. He wants him to. He wants us to eat him. He wants us to consume him. His desire is to see that he dispenses himself into us. So we so that we become uh, uh, part of him and become he becomes us, we become him. So that means that you and me, we are supposed to be sharers. We are supposed to share in this economy, in this plan, through our stewardship through our ministry of dispensing the riches of Christ. And when we talk about the riches of Christ, we are not talking about money. We don't talk about cars and lands and houses. No. Christ cannot call those his riches. The spirit Christ cannot call physical things his riches. Just like that. Because our preaching has been, whenever you quote Ephesians 1.3, we say, the riches are in Christ. Cars are mine. Buildings are mine. Lands are mine, but that is not. That's not the mind of Christ. That is that is preaching that verse from the earthly point of view. If you want to preach that verse from the heavenly point of view, discover that when they talk about the riches of Christ, these are spiritual riches. These are heavenly riches. That's why they are in heavenly places in Christ, because all things are found in Christ. So we see that this is why we are supposed to be partakers sharers of this work of this ministry so after the riches of Christ uh, have been dispensed into us then we need to take up the burden to dispense them into others I'll read for you one scripture remember Paul tells Timothy in 2nd Timothy he tells him 2nd uh, Timothy chapter 2 Timothy, uh, Paul tells Timothy and tells him that um, and the things that thou had the, the things that you have heard of me among many witnesses the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also now uh, that is a simple example and illustration that whatever you receive in the spirit you are supposed to enjoy it experience it and also dispense it so the process is know the truth experience understand the truth believe the truth understand the truth enjoy the truth experience the truth enjoy the truth then the last part is dispense the truth give out the truth to others so that they also become fellow partakers i'll give you another verse on that which is first john first john chapter one the bible says uh in first john chapter one this is uh, the apostle john uh, it says that that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which our, we have looked upon, and our hands has handled of the word of life. He says that for the life was manifested, and he was seen it, and we have seen it, and bear witness, and show unto you that eternal life, that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested unto us. Verse 3 says, that which we have seen and we have heard, we declare unto you that you also may have fellowship with us 
And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. So Paul is, uh, John is telling us here, he had received a, a, a ministry. He had received a dispensation. He had received riches from, from the one who was with them, Jesus Christ. And he says, we fellowship with it. Now we are teaching you. Now we are giving to you what we have received. This is supposed to be the work. Whatever we have reached, we have received, we have enjoyed, we have experienced, then we are to dispense. We are to give out to others in the name of Jesus. So he wants us to take up the burden to begin to dispense. Just like I've taken up the burden to record, to, to air out these messages, to preach, to write, to gather up so that I position everything nearer to every person wherever you are. Why? Because it is a burden. And I pray that the same burden comes upon you so that you become a person in the burden to dispense Christ into others. So, you say that with God, these riches are his economy, his, his wealth, his household management. But when they come to us, they become a ministry, a stewardship. To him, there is economy in his, in his territories, in his kingdom. He has the economy, just like your nation has got the economy that runs the, the, the entire nation. So God in his economy, he has riches. And these things we call gifts, for him they are not gifts. The things we call power, for him they are not is that power. At all. These are part of who he is and what he is. So when they come to us, they become a ministry. They become a stewardship. And the work of stewards is to dispense. That means we use them, we enjoy them, then we give them out for others to enjoy and possess. So, And when we, we dispense them to other people, they become God's dispensation. That's why Paul says, I received this dispensation. He calls it a dispensation because he's trying to show us there is a secret, there is a deeper, deeper light in such a scripture. And when they are dispensed, they have become God's dispensation. Then when God's economy reaches us, it becomes our stewardship. When what God has in his possession, his riches come to us, it becomes a ministry. It becomes a stewardship, a work. And when we carry out that stewardship, our stewardship, by dispensing Christ into others, then it becomes the dispensation of God into them. God pouring himself into them through the ministry we are giving them. So what happens? We have the economy, we have the stewardship, we have the dispensation. These things are so important for us to know and understand. So, this is what is taking place. This is the reason as why the Holy Spirit is at work in the church. Those who bear responsibility in local churches uh, and pastors, teachers, evangelists, in local churches, if you are a leader in your church, you need to share in the stewardship of God. You need to do whatever you are doing as uh, uh, when you are doing a ministry of stewardship. And this means that the elders, the pastors, the ushers, the directors, the leaders, the prophets, they should be those people who take the lead to dispense the riches of Christ into others. What we are doing today, we are dispensing power, we are dispensing miracles, signs and wonders, we are dispensing special gifts, but we have failed to dispense Christ. We have failed to dispense the riches of Christ so that people become enlightened with the wisdom and spiritual understanding and become partakers of God. So although Christ is all-inclusive, he has everything, he is preeminent, there is still the need for him to be dispensed into the members of God's family. And this is why Christ has delayed to come. He cannot come for a church which is not ready, which, is, which has not consumed him. Let me take you to Ephesians chapter 4. You see what I mean. The Bible says in Ephesians <clears throat> chapter 4, verses 11. They are showing us the reason as why they give us the offices of an apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. They give us the reason in verses 12 for the perfecting of the saints. Remember Paul said, I labor to, so that I present every man perfect in Christ. So that means that the, the five offices we see here, they are to minister Christ. Whether you're a prophet, whether you're a teacher, whether you're an apostle, whether you do miracles, signs and wonders, whether you have power gifts, 
you are supposed to make people to be perfected in Christ. That's why the Bible says in verse 12 that for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of ministry, meaning that when they are perfected, you have dispensed Christ into them. They are also going to become dispensers of Christ to enter and join to participate in ministry so that they also help others. And this is how the edification of the body of Christ will happen. He says, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, the knowledge is of the Son of God, remember, and to a perfect man, and to a perfect man, and to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So he wants us to be filled with the fullness of Christ. Remember, Christ was filled with the fullness of God. But us, we are supposed to be filled with the fullness of Christ. So there is a need for dispensers. There is a need for stewardship. Hallelujah. So this is why God has called us. This is why God gives us special gifts. This is why God gives us platforms and opportunities. This is why God gives us money. This is why God gives us all the things we need so that we may carry out this work. But when we don't do this, we are sabotaging his plan that he has purposed from eternity past. He wants us, you and me, to begin this ministry, this dispensation. It's supposed to take place through the ministry of stewardship. You see, you are a dispenser who is dispensing a dispensation. So between the unsearchably rich Christ and the members of his body, there is a need for the stewardship. Remember, Christ is rich. He has all the unsearchable riches. And we are the church, the head of the, the board of, of, the, of the church. And the church, they are members, which is you and me. But there is need for people who are going to be stewards. There is need for the stewardship. So all those who take the lead in the Lord's work of recovering Christ to the church and preaching back Christ in the messages, they have the responsibility of the care of the church. And that responsibility is to see that they realize they dispense the divine Christ into people. People are supposed to participate in this divine stewardship. So, we are not here to carry on an ordinary Christian work, doing evangelism, going for discipleship, teaching theology, teaching Bible classes, preaching messages, things that we do on a routine. Like we are doing it routine as a routine work. We are not concerned about only mere teaching of the Bible. We are now by training people, making disciples, preaching the gospel and in an outward way. No. We have got to desire to serve the riches of Christ to all members of God's family. In our conversation, when we are conversing with one another, we are supposed to do that. We need to minister the riches of Christ even when you are conversing with your friends. Even when you, are, you have been invited in the, a certain person's home, a saint has invited you for dinner, then as you sit, do your best to dispense at least a portion of Christ that you have received to that person, either by your works or by your speaking. This is the stewardship of God. Every member of the body of Christ has a part in this work, in this stewardship. Let us read Ephesians chapter 3 verses 8. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 8, it says that unto me just like you, unto me Paul says I am less than the least of all saints is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. He says and to make all men see what is the dispensation of the mystery which from the beginning of the world has been hid in God who created all things by Christ Jesus. So we see that Paul calls himself the person who was so weak. He says, I am the least, I am the less and the least of all saints. It indicates that even Paul was weaker than us. He's so small, he's so weak. He says, I, I am the weak when we compare of all the apostles. But look at what he preached. He could be, he wanted to be a steward and become a steward of God. Then he was able to dispense the riches of Christ into others. 
and in his preaching of the gospel, we see that he was preaching only Christ. So we should not be people who are concerned merely of winning souls, taking them to church, we don't care about them, and preaching to them, teaching to them. We should preach the gospel to carry out the stewardship of dispensing the riches of Christ into others. And day by day we need to fulfill our stewardship by dispensing the triune God into man. That's why we bring you such teachings, so that if you follow us at least daily, you could grasp the vision. So we are dispensing the triune God into you, into man. Praise the Lord that we all have a share in this stewardship. You can't say that I, I, I don't have. The Bible says God has given unto every man a portion of grace, a measure of faith. That is what you have got to do. Take your part and use it. We all have the privilege to, of dispensing the unsearchable riches of Christ into others. Therefore, we should not merely preach the gospel or teach the Bible or do any other activity in the church. We should also impart the riches of Christ to others. This is the desire of God. This is God's heart, heart's desire. Hallelujah. So I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you. Become a dispenser of Christ and his riches. Become a dispenser of Christ and whatever is of Christ. So we should not, we, should, we have many opportunities to, to minister the riches of Christ to, to, the, to the saints. Suppose you are helping a family to, to shift from one, from one place to another. They are shifting, they are still renting, now they are shifting and they call you to come and help them. When you are doing the work of helping such people to shift them all their furniture or their whatever they have in the house, do your best to supply the riches of Christ to the members of that family. Make sure that in your way of doing things as you speak, make sure that Christ is dispensed unto them. Don't just go and just help by lifting things without dispensing the Christ you have. So in whatever we do, in everything we do, we have got to do one thing. Do our best to see that we dispense Christ to people. Let us, let us not make uh, uh, people to, like, to, to hate us when we come to them and they say they are fed up of us because we are not of help to them. Our intention should be helping people, dispensing the riches of Christ into them. All our activities, whatever we do from morning to evening, is supposed to be a thing that is in respect to such a service which should be dispensing Christ to others. So, another opportunity you receive from today, any opportunity you receive, do your best to minister the riches of Christ to others in your speech, in your ministry, in your working, in your movement, in your character. Dispense Christ. Let people see the reality and enjoy the Christ in you so that they are transformed, they are changed, they become Christ, they, they learn something of Christ in you so that you are a person who is a steward of God. This is what we call the dispensation of, of Christ, the stewardship of God. So I pray that you understand what you have just shared today. May the rich Lord God Almighty bless you in the name of Jesus. I pray may the Lord open our eyes to see that we all have part in this stewardship of God. In every aspect of the practical church life, whether you are in music, ushering, evangelism, intercessors, even in such things as ushering and cleaning the, the church, we need to dispense Christ into others. Our movements, our actions, our speeches, we need to be people who are giving out Christ to others. This is why we need to, to change, to transform, to, so that Christ is in us and he manifests, he built, is built up in us, is formed in us. We need to be filled with Christ and then minister the riches of Christ to others. This is our stewardship. You cannot give out what you have not received. That's why you need to eat more of Christ. Hallelujah. May the rich Lord God bless you abundantly. This is Pastor Dennis Matov Ode from Kampala, Uganda. I pray for you that you may, you may continue to enjoy this wonderful Christ, this wonderful Christ that we have received in Jesus' mighty name. Please visit our website, freedomexperienceministry.org and also Facebook page, Freedom Experience Ministry. Yes, we have also wonderful ministry at the radio. 
check on our radio freedom express radio enjoy the wonderful music and and deeper teachings god bless you please if you want to become a blessing to us go ahead and sow your seed or support us you can become our, our partner in any form in any way but if you want to 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 support to donate please visit our website freedomexperienceministry.org stroke give you see that page then you donate you can you can donate anything god has inspired to do any form of donation any form of uh, of uh, of of uh, means of of payment is on that platform on the website god bless you we love you in jesus name to get more of this message and partner with freedom experience ministry log on to our website www.freedomexperienceministry.org or find us on our facebook page Freedom Experience Ministry. You can also call us directly on plus two five six seven zero three eight nine triple zero nine. Be blessed. Experience the mystery of the word, the redemptive power of revelation, and eternity purpose brought to light in your walk with Christ.